Hello, and welcome to New Day Christian Fellowship Church Podcast, where we worship, connect, equip, and serve. We're so glad that you're joining us. Our prayer is that you allow today's message to minister to you so that you can become all that God has called you to be. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. It's the first one for the year. You guys ready? Amen. I am too. I'm so grateful. Another year. So grateful. Father in heaven, we come before you this day. Thankful for this new year, dear Lord God. Thankful for this new opportunity that you've given us, Heavenly Father. Behold, those old things have passed away. All things are being made new. I just thank you for a refreshing, an anointing, a new anointing, a refreshing upon us, dear Lord God, in this season. Lord, there are some of us that are so close. They've gotten, they were so close to getting weary. I pray that they do not get weary in well-doing. Father, manifest yourself so strongly in our lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the victory that you've given us in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for a word in season to them that may be weary, that my teaching and preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it is in demonstration and a manifestation of your spirit and of power. Father, I promise to give you alone all the praise and you alone all the glory for the transformation that will take place in the lives of the believers in the future. In Jesus' name, let all who agree say amen. 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 So I have a question for you. Why did he come? Why did he come? come. Why did he come? It's a game changer. My question is, why would God, a spirit, he is a spirit, God is spirit, okay? God is spirit. Why would a spirit, the creator who created time and, 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 and put us in it, okay, and created the universe and all the earth and everything, and then he would fashion himself and come and step down into it? Why would he do that? And to not only take on the form of man, but when he came, he came at a time when he didn't have all the creature comforts like we have now. You know, Jack and I were driving in a day with my mom, and there's some houses right up the street, uh, 3,000 square feet. They're going for the high $900,000. And those are some nice houses. And most of you guys live in nice homes, too. You drive nice cars. <laughs> I see you drive up. Glory to God. Why didn't Jesus come now? First of all, why did he come? Go with me, please, to 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. New Living Translation this Sunday, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 1 John. Now, and here we go with John. John was one of Jesus' disciples. We believe he was the youngest of the disciples. He was a brother of John. Uh, his father was named Zebedee. He was a fisherman. Uh, their father, Zebedee, had a fishing business. And when Jesus saw them, John and James left the fishing business, left their dad, and they followed Jesus. Now, James, after Jesus had gone to heaven, James was killed, okay? He was martyred. His head was cut off, and um, he was killed. And uh, um, um, did I say John? Did I say James? James. James. James was killed. So John was the last disciple to live. To live. Now, John wrote a gospel. Remember, there are four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and there we go. He wrote John. And then also, too, John wrote um, the epistles, John. You know, first, second, and third John, those are his letters, okay? So we're looking at the first letter here. He also did the book of Revelation, okay? First John chapter 3, verse 8. Watch this. But when people kept, keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. <laughs> when people keep on sinning, you keep on sinning. You keep on sinning. Now, some of you are like, well, I don't drink no more. I don't smoke no more. And yeah, but there's other ways to, and we'll get to them in just a second. But watch this. It shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since Jump Street from get-go from the beginning. 
But now this is why Jesus came. But the Son of God came to do what? Came to do what? The works of the devil. He came to destroy them. So why is the devil still so prevalent in my life? Well, let's look at this verse in context, okay? So let's go back to verse uh, 7. Let's go 7. We're going to read it right into it, okay? Verse 7, this is John writing to his uh, disciples. He says, dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. Watch this. Don't let anyone deceive you because there are some people right now telling it's okay to do certain things. Lawmakers today in, in California and in Washington, D.C. are telling you it's okay to do certain things. It is not. Don't let anyone deceive you about this. And my my um, 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 uh, niece, Tia, has been, you guess, she's been here before. And Tia was so funny in the 90s. Um, she was born in 80, 80, 80, I don't know, 82, 81, 82, 81. She was born in 81. So she's a teenager in 1990, right? And so her and her mama get into it like most mothers and teenage daughters, right? And she says one time, I'm a 90s child. It was so funny. I, I laughed. I laughed. I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and sweet adult doing great stuff right now today. Wonderful. But too many times we think modern day or what's going on today can dictate who we are. It's not okay. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous even as Christ is righteous. So I don't care what the situation is, I'm going to do the right thing. I don't care how everybody else is behaving, I'm going to do the right thing. So like on Facebook now, you know, memories pop up. And today, of course, I had all kinds of memories pop up because I generally post on January 1st. And so do other people. And there are people that were posting a few years ago, loving me, loving me, loving me, and later on can't stand me. But if you notice when y'all show up, we run across each other, how I embrace you and love you. You might not like me, but I love you. Because right here it says when people do what is right... See, I'm going by this, the Bible. Not growing up in Compton. And, and praise God for my mama because my mama's sweet. But see, my daddy would cut you. And I honestly got to tell the truth. <laughs> former church, former, one of my daddy's former church members. <laughs> it shows that they are righteous, and I want to be righteous. Even as Christ is righteous, verse 8, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Verse 9, those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning, uh, because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. 10, so now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. The tree is known by the fruit it bears. Anyone, and here's two qualifiers, anyone who does not live righteously, that means in right standing with God. Some of them TV shows, would you sit there, if Jesus was sitting on a couch with you, would you watch that? Oh, it's going to be one of those Sundays. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> would you sit, if Jesus was in the car with you, boom, boom, pow, boom, boom, pow, would you be listening to that? So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously, anyone, 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 here's the other thing, and does not love, agapeo, agape, be totally, completely given over to other believers, don't belong to God. Mm. It's all about other people. 
I do this even in my marriage. There are times when Jackie, you know, she has a certain way of being, certain things she likes, and, and it just is like, ah, leave me alone. I just want her to stop sometimes. I just, I don't want to do that. And there are times when that tension, it rises up. Next thing you know, I'm feeling something. And I know she's feeling something. And you, you can walk in a room and tell we're feeling something. But you know what I've learned to do? And it's, it's not Tony so holy. He's Bishop Tony. And he, he just stays at the feet of Jesus. He just reads scripture all day. No, no. No, I'm a human just like everybody else. But here's the thing. I've done And my mama laughed because she seen me do this. I'll just go and hug Jackie. Because in two or three days, we're going to make up anyway. Just quit wasting time with it. Okay, hey, all right, fine. Want to go watch TV? You know, just, just what? Come on, let's go play tennis. It's just, why stay mad? For what? No. no and, I, and, I, and here's the thing. I same with everybody else. And, and the thing about being a pastor is, is, is funny because so many people want to tell me how, to, how I should be doing things and how I should be running things. And you can't even run the three people in your family. And yet, no, no, it's real talk. It's not a criticism. I want you to stop and think for a minute. So what really qualifies you, I mean, to pass judgment? So that's why I say just come and ask questions. Well, Bishop, why are you doing it that way? And then we can get an understanding. It's, it's really, and I have an advantage. I grew up in a church. So certain things I just learned as a kid, you know, church is over. I'm riding home with my mom and my daddy. And, and you hear things, you learn things, and God was just preparing me for this season. That's all. That's all. So don't take it like as a criticism, but here's a chance for you to really learn and grow. Amen? Amen. Now, let's get, let's get, here we go. John 14, 30. And this is John still. Watch this. This is Jesus talking to John. Now I need to go to Amplify Classic. All these translations, just stick with me. I know what I'm doing. Stick with me. And get a device, okay? Get a device. You can keep up. Or just follow along. Take pictures. When I, like, I go to conferences, you know, people are trying to write fast. I can't write that fast. I just take pictures of the screen. Go back and fill in the blanks later. John 14, 30. Watch this. This is Jesus getting ready to go to the cross. He says, I will not talk with you much more for the prince, that's the evil genius and ruler of the world is coming. Now, the Amplified amplifies the scriptures from the Greek and Hebrew, okay? So it's kind of difficult to read, but it's great to study. Watch this. So the devil is coming. Watch this. And he has no claim on me. This is Jesus speaking. He has nothing in common with me. Hmm. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. And he has no power over me. See, that's what I'm going for. I'm not going to let him play me like a fiddle. I am not a puppet in his hands. He is not going to get all up in me and my affairs and he's going to start dictating some stuff. It ain't happening. Now, see, I used to have, like, most of y'all, there's some emotional people in the world. It's just, and, uh, you know, you're bothered by this, you're sad by this, you're happy about this, you know, all that. I don't have all them emotions. I got one. It's called anger. It's just one. But I've learned to manage my once. I got an advantage over you. you. You got like six or seven. I got one. Okay. But I had to get my arms around that because that's how the enemy tries to get in. <sighs> Be ye angry and sin not. Manage your anger. I don't want to have any claim on me, any hold on me, nothing in me in common. Nothing. Not at all. Now, Simon Peter, I want to talk about him for a second. Who is Simon Peter? He's one of Jesus' disciples. Now, here's the thing about Peter. Now, Peter was fishing, and um, he hadn't caught anything all night. And if you read the scriptures closely, it was his team that was out there, okay? They didn't catch anything. Now, you got to send these guys home with no fish and no money. They got to go home and tell their wives, oh, we was out last night. You was with Peter again. Y'all didn't catch nothing? You sure you were fishing? 
So Peter got, he got, you know, he's trying to deal with a situation. Here comes Jesus, the carpenter. Now the carpenter's going to tell a fisherman how to do his business. And he says, Peter, launch back out and go to the deep. Now Peter pushes back because you fish early in the morning before the sun comes up so the fish can't see the net. And he had been doing this for generations and most, I mean, for years. And most of the time you did, you did what your father did and what his father did. So I'm sure he had other hired servants, so he knew what he was doing. So when you, you are not in that, you, Jesus went and told him to go fish at a different time and in a different location. Peter initially kind of bought, but then he did it and caught more fish than ever before. Peter got out the boat and walked on water. Peter also went up on a mountain and saw Jesus transfigured. He saw into the spirit realm. He saw Moses and Elijah. This is what Peter experienced, right? What Peter experienced. Now, go with me, please, to Luke chapter 22. Now, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross, and, he, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and, and Peter makes this statement. Peter, Peter is like, you know, I'll die for you. I'll die with you. I got your back. I got your six. I got you covered. You know, I'm your boy. I mean, we, it's ride or die with you, Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus said, you quit tripping, man. In about 15 minutes, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter's like, man, no, I, ain't. I got you. I, I'm your boy. And Jesus is like, no. And we pick this up in Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Back to New Living Translation. Simon, Simon. Now, he changed his name to Peter. Now, Peter's no longer acting like a rock. He's like, like Simon, which in Hebrew means shifting sand. You're like, you, you, you're going back to your old nature. Now, the thing is, now, here's, here's for you guys that have been around in the gospel and been around the church for a long time. You can start feeling yourself. My grandmother, used, my mama's mama would say, you start smelling yourself. You start feeling good about you. Ooh, Bishop, I, I ready to go deeper. What's some courses you recommend? What, what, what are you reading right now, Bishop? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. But sometimes we can get so arrogant. And that's what happened with Peter here. And so when, when Peter actually also said, you know what? Look, your other disciples might deny you, but I never will. See, sometimes we think we get you better humble yourself. Humble yourself. So then Jesus said to him, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. Because of your arrogance and your pride, now that's a door opener for the enemy to come in. Now, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. But the thing is that we open up the door for the devil. Come on in. Sit down. Want some lemonade? Just bake some good cakes. I got some muffins in there. Hold on. I'm going to get you some muffins. And we let the devil just come on all up in our, in our house, in our residence. And No, we should not do that. And Simon, in his ignorance... And it's arrogant. Now the devil just got all up in there. Verse 32, I love Jesus, and I try to be like Jesus. But I pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. And there are some people when they get mad at me, and, and it's always I don't do what they want me to do. I notice that. That's the one common. Let me calm down. That's the one. I told you I get angry. That's the one common, common thing is that when I don't do what you want me to do, how old are you? I remember my grandbaby, she was five, and I said, Cadillac, go sit down, but I don't want to. I don't want to. She said, I don't, by the way. But, um, <laughs> oh, you're going to sit down. Um, <laughs> and I can still love you and still make you sit down. Um, but look, look at verse 32. I, I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon. That's what we got to do, too. Even when people are tripping, we still got to pray for them. You still got to love on them. You got to be there for them. I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. And see, here's the thing about your purpose. Your purpose is always attached to people. Oh, and we don't like that. 
It's always about people. Every, everything rises and falls on relationships. It's always about people. So three things about the devil. One, he's a roaring lion. He's a roaring lion. The devil is a roaring lion. Number two, he's a deceiver, trickster. And the next thing, he's a thief and a destroyer. He is. So why would I play with him? Why would I play with him? Now, 2023 is coming up. Okay, I mean, we're here now. And so it, it has to be different. We, we got it. We got to shift, guys. We got to shift. Let me give you scriptural support for this. 1 Peter 5, 8. 1 Peter. Now, Peter's writing letters. Jesus is going to heaven. Peter's writing level, letters to his, uh, to his disciples. And he says this to them. Stay alert. Wait, wait. Now, this is the same dude who told Jesus, I got your back. Now he's learning. You know, hey, y'all, hey, y'all, y'all need to stay alert. Because just when I thought I had it together, man, that sucker. I'm sorry, mama. That, that, that devil slid on up in here. She doesn't like the word sucker. Okay. Her generation is a bad word. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm working on it. Think about it. I think you've been in like six, seven times. It's the first, second time, right? I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. Your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So he's going, he's looking. He's watching. Now, you, you're going about your business. And you, you're so worried about uh, them cameras in the stores and the cameras on the street and Big Brother watching and, and Google following me. They know that I stopped at the Yellow Basket hamburger joint. I got all, you worried about all that. Forget Google. Forget the government. The devil. He's the one. That's the one I'm concerned about. Looking for someone to devour. I'm hungry. I'm about to eat your lunch. Just open up the door and let me in. And here I come. Go to 2 Corinthians, please. This is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. 2 Corinthians, but actually it's his fourth letter. It's his fourth letter. Yeah, school of the Bible when we started so you can learn this stuff. You're going, at the end of this year, you will know the Bible. Amen? If you take the class. And if you don't, you can sit here and just, you know, push back, sit on the fence. That's fine. Next year, I'll be giving the same thing, and I'll give you the same opportunity. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be patient. I'm that kind of guy. Okay. You guys there? 2 Corinthians 11. Look at verse 14. And this is Paul. Paul says, but I'm not surprised, because I stay alert. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself, I told you he was a deceiver, as an angel of light. So you got pastors now that are planning to grow uh, marijuana on their church grounds. Angel of light, a disguise. So marijuana ain't so bad. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not against the marijuana. Okay, let, let me finish that. It's what the marijuana does. And the marijuana is what happens. It alters our mind. And that, now I'm going to show, show you in just a second. And that's how the devil gets in. Okay. Verse 15, so it is no wonder that his servants, oh, he has servants? Yes, the devil has servants because he found people he can manipulate. See, all of us like charismatic people. He's so charismatic. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Charismatic. So it's no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment that wicked deeds deserve. Angel of light. John 10.10. Go to John 10.10. And watch what John says here. John. I love John. John was arrogant too. John, John grew. Whew. John was, in my opinion, was more arrogant than Peter. John had the nerve. Check this dude out. John had the nerve. You'll learn this in, in school of the Bible. John had the nerve. Him and his brother James saw somebody casting a demon out of man. They told the dudes, don't do that. Don't do that because you don't roll with us. 
You ain't part of our posse. John didn't care about the man was getting delivered. And he went and told Jesus, hey, Jesus, we saw somebody casting out a demon out of man and told him to stop because it doesn't roll with us. Jesus like, what? What you doing, man? Later on, so they were going through Samaria, right? Now, Samaritans were like the mixed breed, if you would, right? And so the Jews looked down upon them. And you got the Romans looking down on the Jews, and then Jews looked down on the Romans. I mean, Jews looked down on the Samaritans. Racism is amazing to me. Anyway, so, so what happens is Jesus is going through Samaria, and the Samaritans wanted Jesus to stay. He couldn't because he was going to the cross. And then so they were, little, they were hot and bothered. So James and John says, hey, you want us to call down fire from heaven and burn them up? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you are of. Now, these are guys that walk with Jesus. On the way to the cross, they still tripping. Now, what does it say about us? You guys, John 10, 10, watch this. The thief, that's the devil. His purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. I think everybody in here, in here knows that scripture, right? Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And I tell you what, that's what I need. That's what I need. I need a rich and satisfying life. Now, let's talk about this devil for a minute. Let me have a picture of the octopus. Now, this, is how, this helps me. That octopus, if you can see him, mean, he has eight tentacles. That's why it's oct, oct, eight, right? Octagon, eight. Eight tentacles. And this is what the devil does. He has all kind of mess, methods to get up in you and your family and your life's business. Let me have another one, please. You got another picture? Octopus is no joke. So for some of you, when you walk out of here, I want you to have a visual, if you would. I want you to go home thinking like, that octopus is not going to get his tentacles around me. Next one, please. Yeah, look at them ugly things. Ugly things, ugly things. Next one, please. Yeah, yes, yes. Now, here we go. The eight tentacles. Now, now I'm going to give you eight areas that he attacks us in. Number one is our mind. Our mind. Our mind. Take a picture. I'm going to leave that up there for a minute. Our mind. That's why Paul said after you get saved, your mind needs to be renewed. You can't think the way you used to think. You can't. You can't. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. I ask people this. There's a little thing, exercise I do called your default future. And we have Destined for Purpose coming up. And it's going to be amazing. In fact, I'm going to have uh, Benita Barrazzo up here uh, next Sunday. I'm going to introduce her to you guys, and she's going to help us facilitate that class so you can get unstuck and, get, and stay on track and do the thing God created you to do. But I ask this simple question. If nothing changes in your thinking and your beliefs and your behavior, where are you going to be in two years? Same place. Everybody, same place. I'm same place, Bishop. Same place. That's easy. So if you're going to be in the same place... <laughs> That's the current place. Do you like where you are now? No. So then my question is, what are you willing to do about it? And most people, they want to stay the same, but they want the situation to change. The situation doesn't change until you change. Why are you so in love with the way you are? Why is it such an affection for you? And that's what the enemy does. And he keeps you stagnant. Keeps you right there. That's why nothing shifts. Everything's the same. Same. You, you, You can have a job for eight months, then you need a new one. Eight months. You ever notice? Look at your, go back and look at the pattern. Mind needs to shift. Your mind needs to think differently about things. I am such an introvert. I'm such an individual. How is it I'm such an individual and I have so many friends? Mind renewal. How is it I don't kick people to the curb anymore? I don't want to be your friend. I didn't want to be yours in the first place. Why is it I don't think that way anymore? No, it's real talk. I have to let him. And here's the thing about your mind being renewed. It's Romans 12 too. It's on a constant basis. 
I still work on myself. I don't work on my marriage. I work on me. Jeff, when we play tennis, he's all my, my partner. And by the way, we always win. But anyway, um, <laughs> does Deacon, did I see Deacon in here? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Nico's not here. He didn't want to come today because he knew he was going to lose. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. And Daniel, we all, we, we play and we hang out. But here's the thing. Have you ever seen me correct you in tennis? No. I work on me. I work on me. Just work on you. Work on your mind and how you think. Work on you. If God would just get a hold of Jackie's heart, I'm gonna let Jackie and God have their own relationship. I can only manage Tony. Number two thing is on your marriage. Your marriage. The enemy is definitely gonna get in your marriage. He just loves to get in your marriage. He does. He does. One of them tentacles, it gets in your mind or it gets in your spouse's mind. Next thing you know, you got it all up in your marriage. And it's your responsibility to get him out. And one of the things I can do with Jackie is, is that I speak the word of God over her because that's what the Bible tells me to do. I speak the word and what the word says. Faith comes by what? So what has your wife been hearing? No, not my wife. Your wife. What's your wife been hearing? <laughs> First time guess we ain't coming back here no more. That man. That man. But the other thing, too, and just I'm going to keep this on a high level, but the Bible says your marriage bed needs to be undefiled. Drop the mic on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, now wait, wait, hold on. Okay, so you're like, because then I know the pushback as well. I ain't never done nothing, but you thought it. And to look upon a woman in lust is the same as to commit adultery. You're going to be thinking, you're doing one thing, thinking something else, you know what I'm saying? All that fantasy stuff, better throw it out the window. It got in your mind again. And there's always going to be some inadequacy. I mean, okay, and I, I know, wait, I am not trying to be all holy. Stand up for a minute, Jackie. Stand up, please. Okay, hear me, hear me. I want to help. I want to help. Just turn around and face everybody. Listen to me. Whether you think she's tall enough, short enough, wide enough, uh, uh, dark enough, light enough, what, I, it don't matter what you think. It, and listen to me. Listen, please, listen. It's not a criticism. See, I know this. God has uniquely designed her for me, okay? And... So if when I keep that in my mind, I don't have to go look nowhere else. I, and see, that's how the disappointment gets set up. Because now you start elevating and setting up and it got to be this in a way. Where'd you get those ideas from anyway? Who told you that? No. And, it's, and honestly, I, I, I went in my movie room last night and I sat there and I just, I just got still and I prayed. And, 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 and I, got, I got, just got still for a minute. I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot coming up. And, and trying to sort this out. No, keep the state up, baby. Hold on, hold on. She don't like this kind of stuff. I know, but it's not about you right now, okay? Hold on. She, she, I know, I know. Just hold on a second. But my point is this, is that, see, I, 20, it, was, it was, no, it was 1999. I, I remember making a decision, leave her alone. And I, I know it came from the Holy Spirit because you know, I wasn't even going to church then. <laughs> leave her alone. Just let her be her. Stop trying to make her into what I think. And then where did I get that from anyway? She didn't grow up in my household. She don't know my mom and daddy like when I was a kid. She didn't, she, we both grew up in Compton, but different sides. Different, different, you know, it was just different. We didn't even live in the same community. She was with the Crips, I was with the Bloods. And I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. 
Go ahead, sit down, babe. Go ahead, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit. I'm teasing. Joking. But, but my point is this. My point is this. Is that once I, see, change my appointment to God's appointment. See, I don't have unrealistic expectations. Expect her to be this way. Expect, and where did you get those expectations from anyway? Think about it. Didn't come from God. He can get in your marriage. He can get in your relationships. Everything rises and falls on relationships. And one thing I'm not very good at, no, I've become better at is being in a relationship. I still work on that. Still work on it. Some of you are like, yeah, yeah, you see. Okay, fine, fine. I'm trying. Kim Caffey, last Sunday, me, you, and Jackie were the last ones to leave, right? How long did we stand out there talking? Me, you, and Jackie. An hour. And my feet were hurting. <laughs> Kim kept talking. Kept talking. <laughs> kept talking. Kept going on. Bishop, Bishop. And love, loves me and Jackie. And you know what? You didn't even offer me no tacos. You know your mama make tacos. You didn't even offer brother. I'm teasing. But I know, I know. But, but my point is relationships. It's all about relationships. It's a lady, there's a woman right there who's dedicated herself to this ministry. You mean I can't take time to talk with her? I can play tennis with Deacon Dunn and, and Jeff for an hour and a half and Jackie. How come I can't stand and talk to the sister? It's amazing how we make decisions when it suits us. Next thing he gets his tentacles in is your career. Are you doing the thing you were created to do? That's part of the problem, going back to the disappointment. You're not even supposed to be working there. That's why you're having so much frustration. Who told you to take that job? Well, they was paying. My pastor, Pastor Ed Smith, says something. Bishop Ed Smith says something one time. He was, he was walking back and forth. He, he used to be on the floor, right? He would go back and forth. And, um, and I was sitting in the second row. I remember this. And we were still kind of new to the church. He was preaching a sermon, uh, Your Work Matters to God. And he was talking about your purpose and, and, and finding a career that you're supposed to be working in. And I just felt like driving that bookmobile, driving a li- that library truck in the library, that wasn't my thing. And anyway, uh, he's going back and forth. And everybody, amen, amen. And then he said, if, you, if, you're, if you're not working where God has for you, you're prostituting yourself. <laughs> I leaned over to Jack and I said, I guess that makes me a male whore then, huh? Jackie, like, stop being, play too much, Tony. <laughs> but here's what you do. At your job, okay, do what you do as unto the Lord. I don't care where you're in your career, you do what you do as unto the Lord. And, and then if you're in the wrong spot, then Lord, you know what? I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. I took this job, whatever, Lord, bring correction. And then allow him to take over. Allow him to take over. I do whatever I do is unto the Lord. It's, I go all in. In my relationships, in, in the ministry, I just do it as though God is right here with me. The next thing is your finances. The, the, the devil wants to get into your finances. Well, Jesus said, give and it shall be given. But you don't want to give. That's why it's not being given. And then how is it year after year after year, you keep coming up short? You know, and, and, and you, you, you got a tax problem because you got a tithe problem. The government. Ain't the government. You rent on the Caesar with Caesars and rent on the gods with gods. And then if you don't want to give 10% of your income, why don't you? What is that? What does it say about your heart? What does it say about your heart? 
I know your last pastor, he, he, got, he had a, a Rolls Royce and nobody else in the, in the church had anything above a Toyota Celica, a Corolla. I understand. You was just at the wrong church. Praise God, you left. But that's not your experience here. Okay, it's not. It's not. You say, well, Bishop, going all over the world, I'm supposed to. It's Bible. Might be, not be your religious tradition, but it's in the Bible. You got a problem with that? Me going trying to get people saved and then those that are saved trying to build them up? Why, why are you wrong with that? Me and Jackie, we ain't going uh, over there. And we, have, you notice we haven't gone on no mission trip to the Caribbean. <laughs> Prophet has just mentioned about us being in the bush. And that, right, we had one missionary from New Zealand. We just had lunch, dinner with him recently. And he says, I just noticed, you know, you haven't, we were talking. He says, I haven't seen those pictures on Facebook. Some of the poverty that we've seen, I don't exploit people. I've seen the poorest of the poor. We have, we, the, we were somewhere recently, I ain't going to say where, she turned on the bath water and, and the, the faucet and all brown water just came out. Silly us, we thought, let it run for a while. No, it stayed brown. <laughs> now, I don't mention all that where we go. There's something. But we go, we go, we go, D- fly for 30 some hours, sit down, and then got to take a six hour drive somewhere. We've had people say nobody from America has ever been here. Finances. So why won't you give? Why won't you give? We're about to buy the church and it, we got a nice capital campaign. Minister Malik, can you stand please? Word. Can you stand? Yeah, he's going to head it up. Give him a hand, please. Yeah. He's, I love it because he, he sent me everything you know, he put together. It's really nice. and he, He's nice. He ain't as direct as me. He's gonna, it's a nice solicitation and what we're doing and the vision for the future. It's really, it's, I was amazed. I'm thinking like, look, we're buying a church. Y'all need, we need to do this. Just get the money. <laughs> all the brochures and all the meetings is like just, okay, but okay, that's why he's in charge and I'm not. Okay. <laughs> but you don't want, you want the enemy out of your finances? Then get into God's finances. What is God's financial plan for your life? Help me understand that. I mean, it's right there. Why won't you? And it's generally because, one, you may not know. Cool. But then you may be in fear. What are you afraid of? But now you say you got faith. So if you did give money here and we acted a fool, you don't think God will replace it or redeem it or honor that? The return of whatever's lost or stolen? Yeah. So make a plan to get positioned so that you can, so that you can. And I know for some of you, it's like, Bishop, I just, you know, we got this, we got this, but I understand that. But get with God and say, God, I need to get out this situation so I can honor you properly and watch him move on your behalf. Now, once he moves and gets that debt out the way, supernatural debt relief, remember that? Once it's gone, now you do your part. You do your part. Don't backslide. Oh, we, oh baby, now we can get by a bigger. See, that's the problem. One of my cousins, and I love him dearly, he had like a 50-inch. Oh, I saw that 60, though. 10 inches? Still the same? You can't? What? Anyway, okay. Finances. Number two, health. And this one is serious. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And part of it is your body. Now, listen to me. 80% of all diseases come from stress. Stress is simply your perspective of a situation. I just simply changed my perspective. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get stressed being a pastor. You know, 70% of pastors, you know, they deal with depression. I ain't dealing with no depression. I'm happy. I'm staying happy. And part of that is managing expectations. Yeah, I don't, at one, I don't expect y'all to validate me. That's the big problem there. Oh, well, they're going to leave the church. Bye. And we run into people still in the store. Hey, how you doing? Your attendance does not indicate my purpose or my, it doesn't validate me. It does not. 
His death on the cross that shed blood. Uh-huh. Yeah, from the mountains to the valley. Uh-huh. Yeah, that blood. It gives me strength. From day to day, that blood. No, that's what validates me. That's what validates me. But this thing about the health, though, is this. Here's the problem with the health. 80% of diseases come from stress. I told you it gets in your mind. You start thinking things. Next thing you know, some, some stuff is manifesting. And sometimes it is a dietary thing, but sometimes a dietary thing because it's a mental thing. Don't eat that. But it feels good. Why does it feel good? It's comfort food. I thought the joy of the Lord was your strength. Not some devil food cake. I got a funny feeling. My mother was a member of First New Christian in L.A. She's probably right now, I can't wait to go back to my church. I can't wait to go back to this boy. I know, Mama. Hold on, okay? But the Bible says, and here's for us, okay, if you did have a challenge physically, and I take it seriously, the Bible says, them that believe they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Healing is for you. Healing is, is in the blood. Healing is for you. So we pray and we believe in your divine healing. I don't care what the ailment is. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't discount it. You know, we got to understand that this is a real deal. I don't deny it, but we're going to attack that with fervor, with faith, with prayer. Oh, we're going to believe you are healed, whole, and well, 100% from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. That's why he came. He went about healing all. He's a healer. Yes, sir. Number uh, seven, the church. The church. The devil tries to get in the church. Now, Lavelle, can I have uh, this one? I didn't tell you. Um, think, Tony. 1 Corinthians 1.10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Y'all, if y'all could go there and highlight that. Yeah, y'all need this one. I'm going to help y'all with this. And y'all online, too. I really want you to pay attention to this one, okay? Here we go. I'm, I'm sorry. Camera people, I'm supposed to be on this side. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It's my better side. Okay. I'm, I'm being silly. You guys there? Okay. I appeal to you. This is Paul. Dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live how? <sighs> Anytime you... <sighs> You ain't living in harmony. Let there be no divisions in the church. Zero. Well, you know, Bishop, he didn't acknowledge me. Oh, no, that's a big one. That's a big one. And I probably didn't. My bad. Told y'all I'm human. Just because that bishop is in front of my name, that don't mean nothing. Mean nothing. Let there be no divisions in the church. No division. Notice is none. So what do you need to do to solve the problem? But I, don't want, I just want to be mad. Then you don't want to just be mad. You want to take other people with you. You're under the power of the devil. He got one of them tentacles all up in you. And this one cracks me up. Well, I'm going to go somewhere else to see counseling. Them people don't know our church. They don't know me. They're not going to hear your side. What we try to do is enroll everybody. If you notice this, this, this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. Well, you know, Bishop, everybody. Who's everybody? But if they was, who was they? Be you and them two people that you hang out with, and that's it. And they don't know. No division. No division. My parents, when I was at, with, with Bishop Ed Smith, I said this too. Sometimes I would see Bishop say something like, what is he doing? What is going on? What, what's this man thinking? Man, this man got an MBA. What's on his mind? I know he know the Bible. What's he thinking? So I would wait. I learned that from my mom and daddy. I wait. And my granddaddy said, don't fight the preacher. 
So what we do, we, I would say, Pastor, can I talk to you? Step to the side. Pastor, I don't understand. What is this, this, and this? And he said, this, this, and this. And nine times out of ten, he had information I didn't have. And see, some of y'all start listening to other people. You don't have the full picture. You don't know. Well, you know, I look at him. He was in church all the time, and she was there all the time, and all of a sudden they gone. Well, do you have the full picture? Lavelle, Matthew 18, 15, and I'm going to sit down in a minute. I have to because I'm out of time. Matthew 18, 15. Now, here's, he, and these are some principles you can live by. They're not even on my notes. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. I'm going to post some. Wait, you posted some scripted stuff on Facebook, <laughs> hoping they would see it. That ain't Bible. That might be modern, but that's not Bible. Go privately and point out the offense. Come to Bishop. You would, you, Bishop, this, this, and this. Bishop, you said this. Bishop, you did this. And that's, I love it. Like Kim. Kim, Kim said, Bishop, this, this, and this. And that was part of our own conversation. But that's come to me. Come to me. Just say, hey, what's going on? What is this? I'm not sure. That's how you do this. Or you go to your ministry team leader. You don't go. And then the thing, too, if you're a ministry team leader, you take that up. You never take that down. People, people barely hanging on to their faith. And you're going to go tell them some crazy stuff? And then they out there stumbling and bumbling. They looking for any reason to go back to that bar or back to smoking. No, no divisions. None. It's our problem right now. We, are bad. we don't know how to work together. If the person listens and confesses, you won the person back. Well, what if they don't listen? Next verse, please. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again. See, that's maintaining the relationship. You go get an elder, not one of your, uh-uh. Well, I'm going I'm to do a three-way three way with my girlfriend. No, you don't. Okay, let me get back to the, the list. Okay, go back to the list. Number one was mind. Number two is marriage. Number three, relationships. Number four, career. Number five, finances. Number six, health. Number seven, church. And number eight, devil gets into your children. Now, hear me. When church is over, okay? No, I got another one. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm on this leaving the church thing right now. Okay, hold on. So let's say you don't like me because I said something. Or I, 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 he always about his wife. That must mean he really got somebody else because he's always talking about her trying to cover. Shut up. Look. Listen, that's a, problem. that's a problem. And then, see, you get that, they're going back, you get your mind. This is what I'm telling you. And then you take that, and now your kids are sitting in the car with you. You think they don't know what you're saying. You think they don't listen to your conversations. My little nephew went and got, got a phone, went in the closet, and called my mother and said, Nana, I need to talk to you. I overheard mommy and daddy saying, you had surgery. Nana, what's going on? Kids, listen. They're going to form an opinion. And then, now, they get out. Now, Monday, they go into school. And they got the other little heathen kids out there, too. And you ain't providing no baseline for them. You ain't having no Bible study at home. They don't never hear no gospel music at home. And you wonder why. And then, then, then the other part, that y'all, look, I am here. We are here. Pastor Brian is here to supplement what you're doing at home. 
It ain't on me. It's on you. I'm going to help you. It's on you. It's on you. I didn't wait for it. I love my former church, but it wasn't on them. It wasn't on Pastor Reggie, Pastor Joshua, the youth pastor. It was on Tony and Jackie. My, God gave me them kids. And then we let, let me have the picture of that kid with this octopus. And this is what happens with a lot of us. This, this is how it goes. Kids like, oh, Mr. Devil. Just, and that, that thing going to just grab your kids? Why? Why are you allowing the enemy place in your life? Why do we do that? And I know it's out of ignorance. So here's a chance to start this year fresh. You know what? And I love that because the Lord allows you turns. He'll let you do it again. He'll let you, he'll, he'll just wipe it like it's never been a problem. And, it, and that's the thing I love about him because I look at all the dirt I've done. Ain't nowhere in the world I should be where I am in my life. But, but um, forget the grace, the mercy. Mercy is him stopping what should be coming my way from coming my way. You reap what you sow. And if you don't like your harvest, go back and look at your seeds. You might not like me, but your life will get better. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. My son Brian, when he was... um. The last time he was hospitalized, and they, they, hit, they did that, what do you call it, when they, boom, clear, boom, they, did, they had to do it twice on him, one, and then about a week later, and um, he shared this, and, and I don't think he would mind me sharing it. Um, so when he came, he, you know, he was in and out, you know, consciousness and, and, and with the tubes, and he had bleeding on the brain, he had a blood clot in the lung, kidneys had shut down, it was, it was bad, it was, it was a tough situation. And he's, he's married now, got a kid, got a house, he's great. But here's the thing, when he was doing that, at one point, he said, Dad, I had a vision, but it was under. I said, what was it? He said, there was two guys in white coats, but they looked like lizards. And they were talking about me and what they were doing to me. They looked like doctors. They had lab coats on. And I said, okay. And I said, okay, Brian, anything in your heart? And we've done this before. Any bitterness, unforgiveness? No. Anything you need to let go of? Anything you need to repent of? Now, this is father-son talking. I made mom and, and wife leave because we got, I have a, that's the grown man, but he's still my child. Okay? Uh, anything. No, no. We go down the checklist. Okay, cool. Devil ain't got no place in that. I said, now, here's the thing. You got to go back under. When you go back under, and you go confront them with the word of God. You take authority over the power of the enemy. And he says, man, I, yeah, I got to that. Okay. And then they put him under for something else. And then he came back out. I know. I know. This is our this role. Okay. This is a whole nother spiritual side. It ain't just, see, a lot of us just get happy, come to church, sing a song, cry a little bit, get some tissue and go home. Mm-mm. No, the, the devil is real. And we got to teach our kids how to fight. And it's like, of course, you don't, and see, some of you don't, don't know, just no devil. Stop, stop, devil. The devil, leave my baby alone. No. Son, you got to stand and man up. Now, y'all know Brian ain't like the most buff. He ain't that kind of guy. He talks like he's from San Fernando Valley. Um, But look at his life. Still standing. You got to put that word in them. I made my kids teach Bible study when they they were nine, ten years old. No, they didn't know what they was talking about. No, they got scriptures wrong. Yeah, they was messing up. But they knew how to go to the Word. 
I can't have that. Now, right now, some of you are like, well, Bishop, I messed up. I know. But here's your chance to repent. Here's your chance to get it right. Go to Colossians with me. Next scripture, please. Colossians. Watch this. I'm going to close with this. Praise uh, man. Uh, the man members coming up. Yeah. I love this one service thing. Watch this. Y'all seen him? Stay with me. Here's the scripture. For he, being Jesus, has rescued us from what? And transferred us into the kingdom of? That's what God has done for us. Now, we are in the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. What kingdom are you operating in? Is it the kingdom of darkness? You can be saved and still be operating in the kingdom of darkness. You can be. Hey, Bishop, that doesn't make sense. I, well, it's, it's Bible. It is what it is. He rescued me and transferred me. But then if come to rescue, go rescue somebody like after the crazy stuff and they don't want to go. No, I belong here. I'm staying here. And that's what a lot of Christians are. The stinking thinking. You can come to church and still be in the kingdom of darkness. Verse 14, he purchased my freedom, and he forgave my sins. So I don't have to stay in that sin state. I don't have to. Now, my responsibility, because he came to get me, I need to go get others. Talk to you guys about a frank list, F-R-A-N-C, frank list. And that's an acronym for friends. Can we make that bigger? Friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, and coworkers. Who needs to be rescued in 2023? Who? Which of your friends? The kids is just, you know them kids is bad. You know them kids don't know Jesus. You know they don't. What about your relatives? <laughs> you saw them at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You ignored him. I'm so sick of him. I understand. I got one particular cousin. I always answer when he calls. He's been calling for years. And I'm waiting for that one day. I got another relative. We, we pray and intercede for that salvation all the time. I got, I got, we had another relative caught up in that, that um, non-heterosexual lifestyle. Yeah, that's a sin, by the way. But we prayed and 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 we prayed, and we prayed until they came out. Relatives. What about acquaintances? People you just know. My mom was really blessed. We go in a grocery store and people, hi, pastor. Go get gas. Pastor. Why do they all know I'm a pastor? Why does everybody down there and stay the brothers at the gas station? Why do they all know I'm a pastor? Why do you think? Why do you think? I remember one little lady worked at the gas station and um, we came in and Jack was with me and getting something. And she's telling us about, <laughs> I love my wife telling us about something as something she's dealing with in her body and Jackie said come from behind the counter she came from behind the counter Jackie grabbed her back put her hand on her head in the name of Jesus we think just went in on <laughs> right down the mobile station it's my wife Lord know it yeah your neighbors your neighbors your neighbors your neighbors they might not come but is your light shining do they know? Do they know? Um, last time we were um, 
two times ago, we went somewhere. We were gone, and, and we needed a gutter in my house fixed. And uh, Warren Winston and, and Keith Vernon sent somebody to fix my gutter, and a guy was fixing a gutter. My neighbors came out like, uh, who are you? They're not home. What are you doing? Then your coworkers, you're there minimum 40 hours a week. Is your light shining there? Do they know? If they have a problem, will they come to you? Will they think, let me go have such and such pray for me? Is, is your life so different? You ain't got to put like a whole bunch of Jesus stickers and, and, and on your desk, a giant cross, and put that big, you know, size 18 font uh, Bible on, your, on your, your desk to let everybody know. They'll see you when you're operating in adversity. Who you submitted to, God or the devil? They invite you to happy hour go. Just don't drink. And see that coming out. Y'all got excited? No. <laughs> You're not drinking? I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. Just want to hang out with you guys. Just want to hang out with you guys. You see the game or you see that movie, whatever. Talk to them. Get to know them. And eventually invite them. That's how you do that? No, I don't, I don't do that. Uh-uh. I'm a saved. Are you? Well, if you save, who are you saving? I think I've been up here about an hour. I think that's long enough. So, um, but I want to start the year off. Just want to start the year off in the right direction. We got a lot we're doing this year, more than we did last year, and it's all for your benefit. We got marriage classes, a bunch of them. We got parenting classes. We have destined for purpose. We have a financial class. In a few weeks, we're going to have a class to teach you how to pay your house off early. We, I'm going to give you guys everything we have. We got School of the Bible coming up. A lot of our Alpha Team members, are people that are called to the ministry, they're, going, they're getting in school. They're, getting, they're edifying themselves. They're building themselves up. We want the best for you. I want the rest of your life to be the best of your life. That's me and Jackie's desire. Jackie, can you come up here, please? I want to pray over everyone. I just feel led to. Bow your heads, please. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up New Day Christian Fellowship to you. I lift up this membership to you, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hand is upon them, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that blind eyes will be open, Heavenly Father. People will see and know the hope to which you've called them, dear Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that minds are being renewed, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that the strategies, the uh, tricks, the deceits of the enemy will no longer have a foothold in our lives, dear Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that members of New Day, Heavenly Heavenly Father, that they're healthy, whole, and well, Heavenly Father. I speak life over their bodies, Father God. I speak healing over their bodies, Heavenly Father, that every blood cell, every organ functions like you designed it to do, dear Lord God. I come against cancer right now in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. It should have no place in this congregation, Heavenly Father, because Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that this is a new year, a new season, Heavenly Father, a new way of thinking, a new way of behaving. 
behaving, Heavenly Father. We will appropriate the Word of God and apply it in every area of our lives, Heavenly Father. No longer default into our own understanding, Heavenly Father. We will trust in you, dear Lord God. The wisdom that we have is wisdom from above, dear Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Our minds are open and our ears are open to what the Spirit of God is saying, that we are Spirit-led people. Yes, we're Spirit-filled, but now we're Spirit-led, Heavenly Father. We understand that you are ordering our footsteps. The things that we attempt to put our hands to are things that you have designed for us, things that you have orchestrated for us, Heavenly Father, places that you have ordered us to go, dear Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father. We will no longer live from a place of pain, Heavenly Father, but from a place of purpose, dear Lord God. I thank you, dear Lord God, that offense, Heavenly Father, will not enter our hearts, that we will not walk out of here offended, Heavenly Father, bothered and irritated, and just the enemy waiting for us to open ourselves up. Father, we see that in Judas, dear Lord God. He gets offended, and the devil gets in his mind. The devil puts that thought into his heart, Father God. And then the Bible says that then he entered him, dear Lord God. I thank you that the enemy will not possess anyone in our care, anyone in this congregation, dear Lord God, that whom the Son is set free is free indeed, dear Lord God. And we are people whose freedom has been purchased, Heavenly Father, by the blood of the Lamb, dear Lord God. So what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, it is still relevant today, Heavenly Father. That shed blood, Heavenly Father, that shed blood, Heavenly Father, that shed blood has remitted our sins, that shed blood has cleansed me from all unrighteousness, dear Lord God. That shed blood, Heavenly Father. That shed blood, Heavenly Father. And I thank you for that mercy that's new every morning. That mercy, Heavenly Father. <clears throat> that mercy. Your mercy, dear Lord God. That you're merciful, Heavenly Father. Yes, it endures. Yes, it endures. Yes, it endures. And Father, I thank you for your grace. Your enabling power, Heavenly Father, to help us to do that which you created us to do, Heavenly Father. You've given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that we lay hold to it, dear Lord God. That we're not operating in a spirit of fear, Heavenly Father. Your word tells us in Hebrews 10, you don't take pleasure in those that shrink back. But we're bold and confident in you. Not in and of ourselves, but in you. That this is the day that you have made. Not this 24 hours, but this day, this season, this time. And we will rejoice in this time. And be glad in it. Depression must go in the name of Jesus. Offense must go in the name of Jesus. Cancer must go in the name of Jesus. I command you now in the name of Jesus to loose, loose. Loose everyone under my care. Loose them now. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. That name. That name. That authority I have in that name. That name. Yes. Thank you, Father. That whom you set free, we're free indeed. We don't have that slave mentality anymore. No. Yoke is broken. Anointing destroys the yoke. That yoke of oppression. That yoke of sadness. That yoke of fear. That yoke of doubt. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we give ourselves away. Yes, Lord. Thanks so much for joining us. We pray that you were blessed by today's message. 
To learn more about New Day Christian Fellowship Church in Corona, California, visit our website at www.newdaycorona.org.